Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Direct mail is a tried and true method we marketers use to reach our audiences. Its reach and potential for engagement is huge. Its ability to boost brand recall is enormous. Studies show that 75% of consumers remember brands that sent them a direct mail piece, while less than 45% can tell you the name of the brand that they saw in a digital ad. Direct mail is also a powerful conversion tool. Customers who received direct mail piece purchased 28% more items and spent 28% more money with those that didn't even receive a piece. We're going to talk all about how we can teach an old dog new tricks and how you're going to innovate your direct mail strategies today with the CEO and founder of Posty, Dave Fink. Posty is a data and technology platform with a mission of making direct mail behave as dynamically as the best digital quaint marketing channels out there to help brands discover more about the secret efficiencies and direct mail marketing breakthroughs today. Welcome, Dave, to the show. Thanks for having me. And thanks for Thank setting you. up the uh, uh, kind of the direct mail landscape. That was Well, I tell you. Day. It is one of those things I feel direct mail is such an important part of any mix. And we're going to focus today more on some of the consumer strategies, but really direct mail when it comes to any sort of brand out there is an important part of an omni-channel approach. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's top of funnel awareness, mid-funnel, bottom of the funnel. At some point in the sales process, direct mail can really, really affect positive change. You have an incredible background working with many brands uh, and a lot of different companies, how did you ultimately hone in on direct mail really being your focus point for the business you, you now have? Yeah. You know, it, it really, I think most of my career has been a, a pretty organic path where, you know, I started, started out of college and, you know, entry level position to tech startup and just had the opportunity to get exposed to, uh, a ton. And every time I, I can learn something and got a little bit more intrigued and dove down that rabbit hole, kind of led me to some other discovery and that maybe became the next job. And eventually when I got into launching startups or investing in companies, um, that kind of just, I think, you know, organic interest, um, you know, kind of led the way. And, and with direct mail, it didn't start as it, 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 there was no moment where I woke up um, one day and said, hey, I now have this tremendous interest in, in direct mail. Direct mail became a solution to a problem I had an interest in solving, which was rewinding about you know, back about seven years ago or so. I was a partner at a tech studio, um, an incubator, and, and we invested and helped launch lots of um, consumer brands. And that was really the, the, from like 2011 through 2017, that that was really the, the rise of social, right? It, it was, you know, Facebook became the beast that it now is, you know, YouTube, you know, became, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the platform it, it now is, you know, we kind of, there are moments where I look back and it's just like, how, like, how did that happen so fast? Right. But, but it, right. You know, 10 years ago, we weren't like immediately jumping onto YouTube to learn how to do everything. Like now, yesterday, I was trying to figure out some complex formula in, in Excel. And my I, instead of just Googling, I went to YouTube and looked for a video because I knew that there'd be amazing content. So 
fast forward to you know uh, 2016, those those big dominant platforms became so powerful, right? It's it's the world of Google and Facebook now, and there's some tremendous advantages, right? Brands big and small can do a tremendous amount in their marketing stack on those two platforms, but never really seem to get profitable or have a trajectory towards profitability because the dynamics of how things work with bid-based platforms, the more um, volume you're looking to, to acquire, the higher the ad rates become, the higher the ad rates become, the lower the performance, lower the performance, the worse the... It just CBA. goes on and on. Yeah, it's this, it's this kind of asymptotic path to profitability. And so for me, the, the kind of organic, um, authentic problem was, okay, like, like we now know what data can do. We now know what you know, measurement, we now know what testing and optimization can do. We now know what understanding our, our audiences and our target markets and our customer segments um, can do for our knowledge and efficiency and, and, um, and, and kind of marketing stack. But we need more channels that can allow us to activate that knowledge against that those insights against. And so, for me and and, and Jonathan, my co-founder, re- really became this exploration of what are other channels outside of Facebook and Google, which includes YouTube, of course, that can you know provide smart targeting, can you know be dynamic in its execution, that provides measurement, and then enables us to, to run those same kind of test and optimization methodologies um, to complement what we're doing in these other big walled gardens. And so direct mail is, it, it, it's definitively one of those channels, you know, it's big and scalable and everybody's reachable through their, their mailbox. Right. There's a tremendous amount of data that you can leverage, you know, your first party, you know, knowledge and insights around your first party data and activate against direct mail audience segmentation modeling um, there is measurement for many, many brands out there that that have a one-to-one relationship at the transaction point. And, you know, and 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 then so the next question becomes, how do you put it all together using technology um, so that it can integrate with your full digital stack and you can just make the execution simple? And- right. And, and, you know, one thing that I think is really important, you mentioned, you know, your full stack, you know, I mentioned omni-channel, we've talked about funnel advertising. And the thing, um, and, and you've also instilled, you know, I think a lot of pieces that are important um, regarding why direct mail, why aren't more people considering direct mail as a part, as an important part of their overall mix? Well, so, you know, you said something in the opening that if, if you zoom out the past 10 years is true, but if you zoom into the last two or three, um, actually is not true. Um, and that's the, the, the trajectory and growth of the channel. So for over, you know, starting probably about 10 years ago or so, uh, direct mail industry was seeing a decline. The, the, you know, look, the, the, the story is, is, is absolutely true, which is, you know, every, you know, every marketer was looking at ways to capitalize on these emerging digital platforms that were cheaper and more dynamic and had better technology and capabilities. And so they, they were reallocating traditional ad dollars to more dynamic channels. But if you mm-hmm. look at what's happened over the last, you know, re- really, you know, two, three years, the, the direct mail channel has started growing again. 
Um, it certainly took a hit during COVID, um, as many businesses did. But you know, the last two years that the channel has been growing, there's $50 billion spent each year right. in direct mail just here in the U.S. So it, it, it is a monstrous channel. And there's a range. I think that the, the, depending on kind of the segment that your business is in, the maturity level, you know, you're a big financial service, a consumer lending business. It's a huge part of your always on marketing stack. You're an insurance company huge part of your always on marketing stack. Your automotive industry, big part of your marketing stack. If you're an omni-channel retailer or brick and mortar, you probably have some you know, peaks and valleys in your investment in direct mail. Still a big part of it, but maybe mm -hmm. you know, you've, you've, you know, you're, you're now realizing that, hey, you can't put all your eggs in the Facebook basket. Um, and if you're more of an emerging brand that's kind of, um, been founded and, and, and scaled over the last 10 years, you're probably newer to direct mail, but we're seeing, you know, just on the Posty platform alone, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of more kind of digital native or challenger brands that have recognized that they can't get profitable with Facebook. They can learn a ton. It can be an anchor part of their marketing stack, but they need other channels and direct mail has been one that they, that they've gotten excited about. So, well, and, and uh, that's, that's the piece that I think is important here as well. And, and there's so many different marketing um, studies out there. The one of course that we referenced at the beginning of the show was one that did show, um, you know, a minor decline 26 and then, you know, a hit in 2020 and then huge increase in 2021. So I think, you know, dependent upon, you know, the information that you've got at your fingertips and you being a great direct source here, the bottom line is if it's declining or growing, it doesn't matter. It needs to be a very, very important part of everyone's mix. You know, we talk a lot at Avocet about the fact that someone needs to interact with a brand 26 times to make a buying decision. Digital advertising, social advertising, uh, TV, you know, all the impressions, so on and so forth is one of the reasons why those impressions are so high. But what I like about direct mail is if you are using it mid funnel or bottom of funnel, to me, it's that explanation point. It's that tangible item that someone can actually receive and say, you know what, I am interested in it because of everything that happened top of funnel. Where do you see most direct mail programs entering the scene and being successful? You know, also knowing that the number of times someone needs to interact with a brand is so high right now, we need to set direct mail up to succeed. First of all, I, lo I love that you're talking about full funnel because that I think that is one of the the aha moments that that um, you know marketers who don't have direct mail in their in their media mix, you know, reach you know th throughout you know, a series of conversations with our team. It is a powerful full funnel tool. It's, it's one of the rare media channels that can be you know massively scalable and efficient in top of funnel customer acquisition. You know, you talked about bottom funnel, so lapsed customer reengagement, lifetime value, or repeat purchase expansion. Um, you know, and then all the mid funnel, right? Lead conversion, website retargeting, um, funnel abandonment um, type campaigns. You know, th there aren't too many channels out there that that work across you know that the full funnel. And you know, there are certainly different levels of scale um, at each of those places, right? If you're talking about you know reengagement or CRM style campaigns, you know, more deep in the funnel. That's going to be contingent upon the size of the brand, and and you know, um, in in kind of the CRM camp, you know, we work with some of the the biggest brands in the world, right? Fortune 50 and 100 brands, and they have monstrous CRM databases with 
just liquid gold data in there that they can use in their activations. And, and those can be monstrous revenue generators, incredibly efficient marketing campaigns. Then we work with, you know, brands have been around for five, six years and they have much smaller CRMs. And so very important, efficient part of their marketing stack. But, you know, from a total revenue perspective um, and scale um, and even just budget, more modest, whereas those type of brands, you know, customer acquisition top of funnel is, is, is still limitless for them. Look, there, there are in all marketing um, channels, there are going to be easier paths to success depending on how you know on the marketing goal and so certainly if you have a strong product and brand and you need a little help in trying to drive retention you know it's a little easier right these are individuals who already bought from you experienced your product or service there's some level of brand recognition in their minds and so re-engaging them through any media touch point, but certainly direct mail is a really quick path to to you know efficiency and success I was just going to mention something. Um, your Posty really focuses on very, very large consumer brands, very successful consumer brands. But I do have to ask you a question regarding list acquisition. You mentioned the uh, CRM side of everything, but what about the, if you're a B2B brand and with so many people working at home, how is it um, that we can go ahead and you know, really build up that data so that you know we can be successful. Sure. Um, you know, when you're talking about B two B, there there are um, really strong data assets out there that have you know detailed information around um, company level details. There are you know no shortages of, um, and some of these are emerging software solutions that give you access to individual level data, um, employees within um, companies, whether those are title and role and responsibility. And then there are there are ways you can think about getting creative with, with your own lead generation, right? So right. Um, you know, you know, that's an omni-channel approach. So how do you potentially you know, target efficient ad impressions on the platform like LinkedIn? driving engagement with, you know, we do it um, in, you know, at po- in, you know, Posty's marketing team, you know, with, with, with eBooks and content um, downloads that you're trading, you know, prospect information in exchange for quality content and some educational information, you know, and then you're building your own first party database. I guess that kind of potentially blends CRM, but, you know, I always think about lead databases right. differently than customer databases. There's strategic partnerships, right? You can run, you know, co-branded initiatives with non-competitive partners. You're developing content to get together in a compliant way that allows you to, to market to uh, a partner's you know, database and, and vice versa. So all those tactics, right? There's no one one size fits all. If only you do just this, you know, you'll you'll nail you know ten years worth of growth goals. Um, it is you know it is hard work. You do have to be a little bit clever, but um, I think the key takeaways is what you pointed out, which is that that direct mail is an addressable channel, right? right. You get to to build audiences and speak very specifically to those audiences. So so you know it, you you need to think through who those audiences are and where to um, compile the data. Yeah, I love it. And and you have, you mentioned eBooks. Um, you are uh, just, you know, quite a juggernaut yourself when it comes to really 
um, developing reasons for people to consider um, marketing or I'm sorry, direct marketing as a part of their campaign, uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on your show. We're going to choose on our show. We're going to share in the show notes at avisetcommunications.com and just search podcast. So Dave's show notes will have a downloadable ebook that he and his team have recently published. And it's seven direct mail campaigns. Every, every digital marketer um, must try and so let's walk through um, in the final five minutes of our chat today. Let's walk through some of the elements of that ebook that you feel are really important for people to know. For instance, what are some of the must-haves? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that um, that it starts with understanding that that direct mail is an, is an addressable channel, and 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 I really I use this term probably way too much, but you know, first-party data is is like liquid gold, right? And um, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, what vertical, how big or small your business is, you're collecting insights on your customers and, and those individuals who don't become your customers day in, day out. And, and direct mail is a channel that allows you to activate high impact messaging um, against unique segments. And so one of those kind of truths in, in, in any kind of direct response or quant marketing is you have to constantly be testing. Right. You know, we're, we're smart folks, but you know, we, we, you know, we can't predict the future and, um, and we can sit there in front of, you know, our, our screen, creating content and editing content and, and laying out, you know, direct mail ads or landing pages or email creative or Facebook ads, or Instagram, you know, feed ads and, and give it our best shot at what we think is going to represent our brand and communicate our value propositions and benefit statements and all of that. There's, but, but we have these channels like direct mail that you can actually put, you know, multiple tests out into the world and learn from those. And so, you know, the, the, the absolute number one, um, I think, you know, lesson that, that I certainly have learned across all marketing channels is you always have to be testing. Right. Even when you crack something that's working, you know, remarkably, remarkably well and, and achieving your marketing goals, nothing lasts forever, right? Consumer sentiment changes, your um, addressable audience gets saturated. So even when you have something that's working, you always have to carve out some portion of your reach, some portion of your budget to be testing something new. And that can be headlines, that can be offers, that can be look and feel, that can be value um, statements, benefit statements, that can be different audiences, different models, different segments within your CRM. That's like, that's the guts, I think, of, of, of really being in control of the growth of your business. You're always testing because you never definitively know what's going to work. You want to learn with every dollar you put into the world, every, every, you know, piece of sweat equity, every effort that your team puts out into the world and making sure that, that, that you're always learning. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I don't believe a lot of people realize, we do a lot of IP targeted direct mail digital campaigns. And I don't think a lot of people have connected the dots between the ability to connect direct mail to a physical address and then IP retarget. So these tech enabled campaigns can be incredibly beneficial back to the point I made earlier about, you know, making sure that your brand is interacting with you know, the potential buyer consumer, you know, up to 26 times. That, that's right. So first of all, I meant to comment on that. Like, I love that you have that data point. Um, I, I've, I've never known that, that, you know, we haven't done the research to know the specific number of touch points across all channels. That's not 
surprising to me at all when you think about just the sheer volume of competitive brands out there in each vertical and what it takes to actually drive consumer confidence to reach into their you know their pocketbook and make right. a, a purchase, right? Um, yeah, th- th- but getting back to that specific use case of 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 it, that's the liquid gold, right? So mm-hmm. data is not just a cu- a customer record in your database, you know, once they they become a purchaser, you know, there's a reason why you're developing digital assets, why you're on social, why you're building microsites, why you're trying to build great content. You're, you know, certainly there's awareness and education, but, you know, there are opportunities to understand exactly who those individuals are, um, or at least the groupings, the audiences are that are engaging with different um, messages throughout um, kind of your digital landscape and then reactivating against them. Those are individuals right. who already have one or two or three touch points with your brand, like like you got to leverage every follow-up touch point possible to get them to feel comfortable and, and right. hopefully eventually become a customer and direct mail retargeting is, is a really um, highly engaging, highly effective, um, highly impactful way to do that. So mm-hmm. absolutely. It really is. And, and I tell you, um, we are an agency that has never uh, stopped using direct mail. We know that 75% of people attending a trade show pre-plans who they're, who they're going to see on the trade show floor or mm-hmm. going to a consumer home show. I mean, and, you know, zip code targeting five mile, 10 mile, 20 mile radiuses around a new store opening. There are all sorts of great, great reasons for you to include direct mail in your digital stack. We have 30 seconds left today. Final insights for our audience before we say um, so long. Yeah, uh, look, with, with direct mail in particular, since this is the focus of the show, you know, don't be intimidated by it. Know that there are companies like Posty out there that are you know, marketers first building technology and efficiency to try and make this channel just as seamlessly executional as, as any of your digital channels, it's high impact. It does work when, um, when you lean in and um, yet yeah, just. Uh, Everyone go for it. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thanks for having me. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.